What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 185 of Next Gen Radio. I'm your host, Mike Kirkolano, today with my co-host and head coach at Next Gen, John Esposito. Hello, hello. Today we have an episode of Ask Next Gen for you, where we answer three questions that were submitted by either one of our members here at Next Gen while they're here working out, um, or you could send an email into us at ask at nextgenradiopodcast.com. Um, that link is also in the show notes. So let's dive into these three questions today. The first one came in via email from one of our members, Sophia, who's actually uh, was our uh, 12-month uh, free sweepstakes winner uh, this year. So uh, a couple months ago, we were uh, advertising. In fact, I think I mentioned it a couple times on the show um, that we were doing a sweepstakes to give away one year of personal training mm-hmm. uh, to somebody, and we uh, actually did do that. That wasn't just some marketing ploy. We actually gave it away, and Sophia was uh, the winner of that. So, Sophia, congratulations, and thank you for uh, listening to the show as well. Uh, but her question was, uh, what are the best foods that I can incorporate into my in? Uh, I'm sorry. Let me restart that. What are the best foods that I can incorporate to enhance my workouts? Can you give me a few list of the best foods pre and post workout? John, you want to take it away first? Yeah, I always like to start off the pre workout nutrition, and a lot of times people tend to eat too heavy of meals. And the key to eating before your workout is keep it light, keeping something simple. I like to go. It's Better do a little bit more of the carbohydrate side of things rather than hitting heavy on the protein because they hit heavier in the stomach. Uh, things like toast with peanut butter or a lot of people do like a berry shake or like a berry smoothie beforehand. I typically do some kind of fruit, some peanut butter, and like a handful of nuts or granola just to have something that fills me up a little bit. But it's really trying to get yourself some natural sugars in the body to help fuel your workout a little bit. If you have more time, like two to three hours, three or four hours, before your workout, eat a meal, eat a full meal with protein, carbohydrates, good amount of fats in there because the fats and carbohydrates are really going to fuel your workout. When it comes to afterwards, concentrate a little bit more on the pro- on the uh, protein side of things. So your body's going to need that re- to recover. You're going to want to refuel those muscles and refill the muscles with everything they need and all the nutrients they need. But don't skimp out on the, uh, the carbohydrates and the fats when it comes to those too. That's why it's the most popular meal for after workouts has been chicken, rice, and vegetables for the longest period of time because it hits everything you need. You're getting a good amount of vitamins and nutrients in there, and it fills you up plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but to simply answer the question before workout, something with carbohydrates, some natural carbohydrates be better off and get that natural sugar in there. And post-workout, a little more hearty meal, something that's going to fill you up a little bit more and get some more protein into your diet. That will be my two biggest recommendations. Yeah, it's a great kind of overview of it. And I'm going to probably st- – well, I'm, I'm going to definitely start this answer off with how I usually do and say it depends, yeah. right? depends on a bunch of different things, right? This is a very um, general, broad question, but there's so many <clears> – <throat> excuse me – so many directions you could go with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first off, depends on what your goals are. Uh, depends on what kind of workout you're preparing for, right? It depends on what time of day. You know, what you've already done throughout the day, what you've already eaten throughout the day. Um, If you're working out first thing in the morning or if you're working out at night, could be very different pre-workout nutrition um, and even post-workout nutrition, I guess, at that point. Um, So there's a lot of depends when it comes to this. But, um, you know, to to keep it simply, what John said was pretty... Um, pretty much on point in terms of, uh, you know, keeping it, giving a general answer of that, you know, before workouts, I like to focus on, uh, you know, the simple, more simple carbs, not simple carbs like candy and sugar, but um, simple carbs, um, you know, to try to get 
my insulin levels up, the glucose um, released, and, and that gives you um, your muscles a good energy source to, to work off of when you're lifting, when you're working with weights, right? When you're working out with weights. If, if um, you know, uh, working with weights or going to like a higher intensity type workout, like um, even if some if your heart rate gets up high enough while you're running, right? Those are what's called glycolytic exercises, mm-hmm. right? So basically you're using, or there, there's an anabolic exercise or, or an anaerobic exercise, I'm sorry. So you're using um, glycogen for fuel, all right? So you want to make sure that you have enough in your system um, by eating enough carbs. And this is actually, if you're a member of ours and um, at NextGen and you're in our Facebook group, this is what kind of spurred me to post a, a video the other day about what my pre-workout nutrition is when I have the time to do it. Um, and it, there's a lot of carbs in it. I have a bowl of cream of rice, which is pretty much a simple carbs. And, um, you know, I do that because of my strength training and if I'm going to like BJJ, those are hard workouts. Um, and my body needs that glycogen to get through that um, without sacrificing strength and without, you know, burning muscle while I'm at BJJ because it's more of a conditioning cardio based than lifting weights. But either way, it's a higher intensity workout. Um, so you're going to be burning, you know, that, that glycogen for fuel. Um, but generally speaking, you don't really want to eat within an hour. You know, that's probably the closest to your workout. I would recommend unless you're working out at like 5 a.m. and you have to wake up at 4, then get something light in you. Um, you know, like, like John said, a piece of toast, maybe with a little peanut butter. Personally, I try to stay away from um, some fats within like an hour and a half of my workout because um, fats just take a little bit more. Just like protein, it takes a little bit longer to digest, a little mm-hmm. slower to digest. Right, when you're working out, you don't want your body to be needing to digest the food that you ate. Right, because it's taking energy, it's taking resources and blood flow away from where you need it the most and, and forced into your stomach so that you can break down and digest the food. So you want to make sure that you're eating well enough in advance. Hour is like the closest. And if you're going to be within that hour, um, keep it something light. You know, But um, post-workout, it's actually pretty similar to pre-workout. Like the, the, the nutrition could be pretty much similar. Like you said, chicken – you know, chicken, broccoli, and rice is like a, a perfect uh, post-workout, Staple but it's milk. also a great pre-workout. Um, you know, I, I watch a lot of uh, full day of eating videos on YouTube, which, uh, you know, call me corny or whatever, but I enjoy watching what these these people eat. And a lot of these professional bodybuilders and, and powerlifters, they'll eat like a big serving of chicken, rice, and veggies like an hour and a half before the workout and an hour and a, or, or, and then like right after the workout. Yeah. So like, it, it's a, like you said, it's a staple in a lot of these, uh, a lot of these guys, uh, meal plans. Now, big thing you said before, it's really is about your timing too. Mm-hmm. So timing before, beforehand, you definitely want to spread it out a little bit more. And that's why I said like that hour and a half to two hour period, even mm-hmm. three hours beforehand for a lot of people is perfect. Yeah. You can get a full meal in, you can let the body digest and the nutrients are already starting to cycle through your system a little bit at that point. Right. But when it comes to post-workout, try to get it in as quick as you comfortably can. It's mm-hmm. a good point. You want to try getting it within with that, that hour to 45 minute to an hour span after you work out because your body is craving those nutrients. Right. And as soon as you start digesting it, they're going to rip it out of the food and go right into your system. Mm-hmm. So that now is your time to refuel everything you just did. And it's just going to help your body's energy throughout the rest of the day. Right. Right. Yeah. I know I say a lot like, you know, and uh, food timing isn't, you know, meal timing isn't as important um, as, as like being consistent and, and getting your, your nutrients in, you know, 
every day. It doesn't matter when you get it in. However, there's a caveat to this that it is um, more beneficial to get your meals in and your, your post-workout shake or, or whatever as quickly, as close as you can to the end of your workout. Um, your body will be using that for fuel and for recovery. So the quicker you get it in, the better right now does, you know, that outweigh getting all your nutrients in every day? Of not course not. Like that's, it's like big rock, little rock, right? Like if you're not getting, you know, your hundred grams of protein a day or whatever your goal is, it doesn't matter if you're eating right after your workout or not, because at the end of the day, you're not hitting your goal. But, um, if you do have everything in check where you are hitting your goals, your macro goals, your calorie goals, or whatever diet you're following, right? Then that's when meal timing does play a big role in it, um, or a bigger role in it. And, you know, eating pretty closely in your workout is, is definitely a good way to get that recovery started and, and, and kind of force those nutrients into your body. That's in that anabolic state right it's craving it's it's ready to you know ready to start recovering and, and growing after your workout so it's a, it's a really good point um so it, it is again sophia this is a complicated question there's uh, a lot of different directions you can go with but don't you know don't get too complicated to it keep it simple if you're coming in for a strength training workout try to get some carbs in you about an hour and a half before hour and a half to two hours before um you know and and some you know obviously some protein that should be the basis of every meal anyway um and then you know post-workout pretty much the same thing but just get it done right after your workout um uh, are there best foods there aren't really best foods right there's you know that word best and you know good and bad that's like you know kind of you know dirty words yeah you know, i always tell people whatever whatever you're going to be more likely to eat right is what you should probably get in there as long as it's like we said before as long as it's not those sugars those heavily processed foods the things that you're getting out of a i don't want to say out of a bag always but the things you're getting out of a sealed mm-hmm. bag you most likely don't want to eat unless it's like those those pre-made rice packets everything like that and that'll right. help you out a little bit but try to keep it closer to natural and what you're going to eat and that or what you'll normally eat every day and that's your best bet nutrient dense foods just like we always talk about right nutrient dense real whole foods you know if and you got to do what works for you if your body doesn't digest certain things um you know it might not work well for you so it really is dependent um but best foods are are whole foods are real foods no no processed junk um all right question number two moving on how often should I be doing cardio? So the general recommendation has always been 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity exercise. And if you're somebody that has a my zone, moderate can be considered anywhere in that like blue to green area. I would mm-hmm. say more like towards the, gr- the lower green area. So that's 70% of your maximum heart rate. When it comes to more vigorous intensity, you're getting a little bit towards the higher end. So you have a my zone, the higher green zones, the yellow zone, even into the red. But you want to limit the amount of time you're doing those very vigorous exercises compared to the moderate ones. That's the general recommendation. Now, if you have specific training goals, like if you're training for a marathon, you're going to want to up the moderate intensity exercise quite a bit and get those numbers up there. Not to match your, mar- your marathon quite yet, but to build into it. If you're somebody who plays like a field sport, so if you play on the weekends, I know a couple people who play flag football or they play soccer or something like that, you're going to want to concentrate more on that vigorous intensity because it's going to ma- it's going to match what you do in your life. But if you're just an average everyday Joe, we typically a Joe or Jane, sorry, <laughs> we typically want to hit a little combo of the two. So it could be like 50 minutes of your moderate intensity exercise, and then like 30 minutes, 45 minutes of vigorous intense exercise. Mm-hmm. But that's what your general recommendation is, and that's 
a good note for most people to hit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, it depends on what your goal is. You know, if your goal is to run a marathon, you're going to be doing a whole lot more cardio than if your goal is to, um, I don't know, just play softball on the weekends with your friends. Right? Yeah. Right? Like, like it really depends on what your goal is. So, um, you know, it's it's a loaded question in that sense. But for the general population, just trying to be healthy, you do cardio every day. You know, it yep. doesn't have to be a high intensity cardio. In fact, we we wouldn't recommend doing high intensity nope. cardio every day. But you know, personally, I walk seven days a week for thirty minutes, yep. and that's cardio, right? I get my heart rate above a hundred. I don't let it go above one thirty, and I keep it in that range. Um, that's that low to moderate intensity. That I do that every single day um, for for heart health. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's great for, uh, not only heart health, but you know, my body feels better. I wake up in the morning and I feel sore. You know, I work out every day, whether it's again, whether it's strength training or yeah. BJJ or whatever, like my, my joints are a little achy. My back's a little tight. I go out for a 30 minute walk in the morning and I feel like a new man. Like I just, it's, it's great for, for everything. So I do cardio every day in that sense. If you're looking like, if you're talking about like going out for, you know, a run where your heart rate's a little bit higher than a walk, then you probably probably still even do that you know four days a week if you really want four to five days a week if you really want but you don't need to it's not necessary um remember if if your goal is like fat loss right you don't burn fat by doing cardio you you burn fat by getting your your um, metabolism up by gaining muscle mass right lean muscle mass now you can burn a little bit extra fat absolutely by adding cardio in but you know, people who are like cardio queens, cardio queens and kings, I guess we got to caveat all genders, race, sexes, whatever. Um, people who enjoy cardio, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, struggle to burn fat because people who enjoy cardio and don't do strength training is what I should say. Um, you know, who do too much cardio, don't lift enough weights, struggle to burn fat because they're they're not building their metabolism upwards or it's a fat burning machine throughout yeah, the whole day. I hear a complaint from a lot of people of being skinny fat. And skinny it's just, fat, yeah. You, you lose all this weight, but you still see, I don't want to say pudginess, but you still see a little bit hanging off the side of your body. Right. And that's because you, I like saying it this way, you have nothing supporting all your skin. Right. There's nothing underneath the skin to give you the definition. So you do right. need to get that muscle mass in there. Yeah. And... I would like to note too, it's more efficient for most people, especially if you're one of those cardio people that wants to lose weight in the long run, it's more efficient to do that moderate intensity exercise than hitting heavy, heavy, vigorous, intense exercise Mm -hmm. all the time, unless you're doing that vigorous exercise the right way, which has to be like a true high intensity interval training, not Mm -hmm. 20 ons, 10 off. It's more like a 10 seconds of really vigorous exercise followed by 50 seconds to a minute. Right. But for the average person, it's going to be moderate exercise. It's going to be your best bet to help burn those calories. Just make sure you're doing it for long periods of time. Like Mike said, he does it for 30 minutes. I take a 30, 45-minute walk every single day. Half of it's with my dog and half of it's by myself. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if you're just general poppy, you do low to moderate intensity every single day, right, if you really if you really want. But um, mix in the higher intensities. It is important to hit, to hit those higher intensities, mm-hmm. you know, once to twice a week if your goal is just general fitness and, and general health. Um, you still do want to be pushing those outer limits once to twice a week, but, you know, not for 30 minutes, right? You no. only need, you know, five to 10 minutes per week probably total of hitting those, those quote-unquote red zone uh, areas. And um, so... How, how often should you be doing cardio? That word should is kind of a tough word. I hate that word should, you know, because everyone's different. So um, for heart health, stick to 100, like you said, about 150 to 180 minutes a, a week of uh, low to moderate intensity and then uh, mix in the rest for any other specific goals that you have. Uh, all right. Question number three. 
This is a question that, uh, John, you get a lot uh, while, while training the sessions here at NextGen um, from our members. So uh, the question is, when should I be moving up in weights? So I like, I like to use a scale of difficulty for a lot of our members, and it's a 1 to 10 scale, simple enough. 10 is normally if you've done the exercise, you get done with your last rep, and you absolutely could not do another rep, you're you're doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. If you're sitting at like a five, you can probably do about half the reps you just did more. And I tell people if you're consistently sitting at like a seven or eight out of 10 on whatever exercise you're picking, whatever weight you're picking, and you can do that all three or four sets or whatever amount of sets that we have, it's typically a good end to go up. Or if you found yourself consistently getting to the end of the rep ranges. So if say we have 12 to 15 reps and whatever weight you picked, you're able to get to 15 reps with room to work at the end of each one. That's typically a good sign that you, you want to go up and wait to get enough challenge to build those muscles. Mm -hmm. Now, for some people, it's kind of hard to differentiate if it was tough enough or they're just getting out of breath. But that's also a good, good thing to keep in mind. If an exercise is easy on your muscles, but you're getting fatigued energy-wise, your body's ready for the weight, but not ready to go up and wait until you get ready for the next one. Mm -hmm. So you get used to getting the body and then maybe at that point, going back to question number two, maybe it's your cardio that's hurting you because the cardio does play a role in, in strength training because if you can't recover enough in between sets or you're getting you know exhausted out of breath while doing high reps, but mm -hmm. your muscles are strong enough to keep going, but you're not getting enough oxygen and you're just not in good enough shape, then you should probably increase your cardio a little bit. So yeah. it's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. But once you have, once you have some kind of repeated action or repeated consistency, not – day to day, but week to week. So say last week you did 215 pounds on your trap bar deadlift for sets one and two, but you couldn't do it for set three. But then the next week and the week after that, you did it for all three sets. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to go up a little bit. You mm -hmm. want to make sure you're keeping that adequate challenge. So the muscles get the fibers. I hate saying tearing because, but you're tearing your muscle fibers. You right. want to make sure you're getting those muscles torn. You want to make sure you're challenging your nervous system. So you continue to progress. Otherwise you get stagnant. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. And, and also just remember that strength building, getting stronger, I guess getting stronger is a better way to put it than strength building. Um, getting stronger is not linear, right? It's yeah. not like each week you're going to continue to get stronger. You do three sets of 10 this week and the next week, three sets of 10 and the following week, three sets of 10. It's not like each week you're definitely going to be moving up in weights. Like if that was the case, people would be bench pressing 10,000, 30,000 pounds, right? Absolutely. Like, you know, there is a limit to, um, to your body. So, uh, you know, monitoring it week to week like that and just keeping a mindful, approach to how many reps you have left in the tank like like you said you if you're hitting 15 reps consistently with the same weight and you have you know you could do another five in the left in the tank then you could probably move up and wait that week um but that doesn't necessarily mean that next week you will, will right i mean your goal is obviously to continue to get stronger but there'll be times where you do have to drop down a little bit and scale back just because of your body and what it's telling you to do um but you know, I, I mean, I think you you pretty much nailed it on the head when you're using weights and they seem pretty comfortable and you feel like you keep going, it's time to move up. Right? Yeah. It's time to get, get more. So. Yeah, consist consistency on weightlifting is more of a form thing than it is a weight thing. It's always going to change. I mean, I'm, I've been lifting consistently for about six years now, seven years now, and I don't think I've ever had a four-week span where I've either deadlifted the same weight or have had consistent lifts week to week. Right. There's always some kind of variability, and every week is different. You never know if one week you're going to be 
30 hours busier than you were a week prior to, right. you're not going to be able to expect to lift the same thing you right. did the week Maybe before. your sleep was a little off. Maybe your stress was higher. Maybe something at work was going on. Like You didn't eat your pre-workout food. You didn't have your, right, your, your nutrition was off a little bit. Your pre-workout food wasn't right. You know, like it, it's, it's life. I think even if you are working out 6 p.m., Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, consistently and you're doing the same workout for four weeks in a row like that doesn't mean that you're going to continue to progress or you're not going to continue to go up and wait we'll continue to progress because every workout you come in you're going to progress one way or another right you're going to get better whether it's mentally whether it's physically there's always um you know positive gain when you come to the gym no matter what you do um but unless you get injured but of course but um but there's a lot of there's also just a, a little side note to this. There's a lot of other ways to judge if you're getting better um, while working out too, right? If your form gets better, that's that's a big thing. Is you know I I'm always trying to get better at the technique. Like when when your technique improves, your uh, training improves, right? That's Absolutely. just you have my my form gets better if I tweak one little thing and I'm working on it and I fix it. Um, even if I didn't go up and wait that week, to me, that's a win because I got better. I improved. I, you know, and there's a lot of other ways to challenge yourself besides adding weights. You could go slower. You could do pauses and holds, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, moving up in weight isn't necessarily the only indicator that you're getting better and you're getting stronger. Um, but, you know, it is a good question to ask because a lot of people don't really know when to move up. Absolutely. Right? They don't know when, when it's time. And a lot of people, uh, which is a good thing, are more on the – cautious side right of course in, instead of trying to push too fast you know you, we see the opposite a lot too people try to push too much weight too quickly and you know uh, you know we got to scale them back a little bit but um it was a good question so hopefully that cleared it up anything any final thoughts on these no that was really good questions i like the i've always liked the nutrition <laughs> questions so if you guys have any Definitely. more of those please send them in and yeah. ask anything about working out we're always we're always taking questions on the floor we don't always have time to answer them so if you guys remember a question you haven't had answered Send it in. Yeah, it's a it's a good thing. Get your answers. Uh, get your answers. Get your questions answered, um, so you can continue to uh, enjoy the gym and get better and improve and, and hopefully hit your goals. So that will be it for this week, uh, John. We appreciate you, or for this episode, not for this week, because the show is going to be coming out on Tuesday. Um, so we'll have one more episode at the end of the week on Friday. But Perfect. John, thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, we'll have you back again for uh, an Ask the Next Gen uh, next week. So guys, get your questions in. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right. Uh, And uh, until Friday, thank you for listening and be well.